2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul, and who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not going to say it, that sounds too good, No, it if Rohan no, 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 no. <laughs> if
1: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to a GSPN, a somber GSPN post-game podcast. I am Ty Windish, joined by the wonderful Rohan Kadi, the maverick. Jordan Tresky here, soon after the Bucks fell another disappointing finish to an Electric Bucks Pacers game. This one the semifinal of the in-season tournament winner would have gone to the well, winner does go to the final, but it's not Milwaukee. They fall short 128-119 is the final score. Uh, a frustrating game, maybe maybe look at that score, and think classic story of Bucks against a great offense. I don't really think it was, but we'll get into it all. First, of course, Rohan, Jordan. How's it going?
2: You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I was getting ready to do this podcast, and I'm just like, man, this feels like a playoff loss. Yeah, so it hurts. It's just like, okay, one, in-season tournament's is success, and two, oh, it's disappointing.
3: Yeah, the IST is over. RIP IST. They need um,
1: to
2: get a better name. Well, because they did
1: saying it, call it the NBA Cup. Yeah,
3: why would
2: they? Yeah, just, just call do that it the, the NBA Cup.
1: Cup. Like in yeah. the
2: WNBA, they do the Commissioner's Cup. They don't call yeah. it the In-Season Tournament,
3: which is a better name than IST. The Kissinger yeah. Cup.
2: Oh boy, is that what they're gonna call yeah. it? Uh with Adam Silver's let's comments. Keep let's keep it moving. Yeah, let's I keep it moving. I did it. it. <laughs> I did it. But let's keep it moving. I, I gave you. I gave context. Yeah.
1: So you to well, yeah. I t- <laughs>
2: I always need a little bit, i always need a,
1: always need a little extra context uh Giannis had a tremendous game thirty seven points ten assists two rebounds on sixty eight percent from the field despite you know, the universe's best all-time defender, Aaron Neesmith, taking shots oh, on him. What
2: I, I heard that this Pacers team employs the best Giannis defenders of all time. Um, I, that's what I was told. I mean, if you can limit him to, like you said, you 37 don't. points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists on 68.4% from only, the field. Only one turnover. You, you have to do it.
3: Aaron Naismith is actually a descendant of James Naismith. That's why he's such a good
2: uh, defender
3: on
1: Giannis.
2: Exactly, he knows ball. Unfortunately, it's Naismith.
1: Damn it. Nobody outside of Giannis had a stat line to get very excited about, which I think was a lot of the issue in this game. I mean, I think sometimes, especially this Bucs season, it feels like people try to get really technical and advanced with what goes wrong. This coverage, this sub, this and that. Dane was horrible for the first half. I think he shot two for 10. He ends up with a respectable line, but not a great one. Chris Middleton's stat line is good. It's actually, I believe, his first 20-point game of the season. He had 27 rebounds, four assists, two steals, but four turnovers, including some really ugly ones and not great defense, as we're kind of used to seeing from Chris. Brooke Lopez, was, this was a highs in the, in the lows game for Brooke, I would say. Some really big moments defensively, some tough moments defensively. You know, did not shoot the ball well from three, which will happen with Brook Lopez. Uh, he was took 10 threes. A lot of people took issue with this. I didn't as much. I well, Not with that specifically. I felt like it was just a symptom of a very hesitant Bucks offense. Indiana was just aggressive. They applied a ton of pressure, especially to ball handlers, especially to Giannis and Dame, uh, especially to, excuse me, to Chris and Dame. I think Giannis handled it well. He just got to the rim and beat guys. The other Bucks ball handlers not so much, and it felt like Milwaukee was never flowing in a good offense for almost all of this game. I mean, Dame got hot for a couple minutes in the third quarter. Outside of that, it was either Giannis doing everything or, or just a gritty performance. What did you guys think generally of of the Bucks offense? Let's start there.
2: it was it was sort of hesitant. I think is the good is the right word to say. Everything seemed a little too. Like they 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 were scared of making the wrong decision. Every single player on the court. It's almost a, like this is it's not true, but it's almost the symptom of playing like a bad defense like the Indiana Pacers is that you're just like, wait, can I get a better shot than this? Or rather than just taking the shots that are presented to you. So it, it seemed like the Bucs were just not confident in themselves and their own ability to execute their offense, even though they had plenty of opportunities to take advantage. I mean, like you mentioned, Dame to attend in the first half. It's just sometimes a lot of the shots weren't falling in that first half. Let them get that 12-point deficit at half that they managed to uh, get themselves out of in that third quarter. But can you imagine what would have happened if they didn't get down that far to begin with? It's just they, they got cold when they desperately, desperately could not. And it cost them.
3: I see the Bucks and the Pacers very stylistically similar. And even just their roster makeup and, you know, you have a very dropping big who can space out and hit threes between Miles Turner and Brooke Lopez. Tyrese Halberdon and Damian Lillard are different point guards, but kind of blend in the same kind of more in the scoring side of just how they set up, pick and rolls and everything like that. I just thought the difference that you saw today slash tonight <laughs> um, was Pacers' offense was definitely more free flowing. Where the Bucks, yes, they were hitting shots from stretches. Giannis was, you know, pretty much nearly, you know, offensively was just despite Aaron Neesmith being this all-world defender, um, he was doing everything he can to get to the rim. It was barely through. It was this it was the kind of things that we have seen from the Bucks offense, I mean, as recently as Tuesday against the Knicks. That kind of free flowing style just wasn't there tonight. And it I mean, they still put up 119 points. It's the Pacers defense. It's not great. Like they're as much as we focus on the Bucks defense, there are other teams that have underperforming defenses while they have these glittering offenses highlighted by all star level, even all NBA level players, if we're talking about Terry Salberton. But I just thought, like, between Dame struggles, basically, despite er, in, in all in the first, second, and fourth quarters. Yeah. Giannis playing brilliant, but then kind of not featured at all down the stretch, which we can, you know, debate or discuss as we go further. Chris doing well, but obviously, He's not going to have as much of an impact based on his shifts and rotations and everything like that. That's where it was just kind of like they didn't have the extra oomph. They didn't have the three-point shooting onslaught like they did last time out, even though they shot better than the Pacers. We didn't see Malik Beasley look all that great offensively tonight. I thought his he was searching for it late, and it just came out of you know yeah. an inopportune time nothing else really from the bench campaign was featured heavily. And it was like, unfortunately. uh, Yeah. Like we, we see the limits of what this offense can look like when it's like Brooke Lopez is putting up a lot of shots and granted those shots were there. And to your point, like we're not going to, when he misses them, we're going to have a problem with it. When he makes them, we're not because that's just how it works. It's a make or miss league and everything like that. But also it plays into how the Pacers, defend because both of these teams are very similar in that they got bigs that can space the floor and shoot it so like i don't know i I just felt like we felt the limits of of this offense and how it could operate when especially when one of your stars was underperforming for three quarters out of four
1: yeah and i'm glad you brought up the bench because i I think you look at this game and it was an ugly and grimy one for everyone not named Giannis, but Dame still gets 24. Chris still gets 20. Brooke Lopez still gets 18. After that, the next highest scorer is Bees who had seven. And I think the issue with Beasley was they need to just involve him more. I think he had two shots in the first half. I mean he just – they never got it to him. And you could see a couple times somebody just misses him wide open when when they're in the paint. And he was getting a little frustrated. I don't think he let it affect his play. I mean you know, we all know what it is defensively. But it, it, I think the offense is better off when they, the ball is finding him at least a couple times per quarter, and it didn't. And then the bench, Bobby Portis. I mean, it, this should be a team where he's at least able to find joy offensively because they're not big, and he's not a priority for them. And he, he, he again for like the second time in four games gets an offensive rebound and just misses the bunny at the rim, and then the other team is off to the races the I think it was Obi Toppin or Isaiah no the Isaiah Jackson dunk that the broadcast was putting on Giannis. Giannis was covering his guy in the corner. Bobby Porter starts that possession right next to Isaiah Jackson and just doesn't keep pace with him at all. Pacers keep pace with him at all and, and it's a dunk. And Giannis should have rotated, but it's a corner three if he does. Like I just thought his game was bad. Marjan was okay. I mean he got gets saddled with a minus 17. You didn't like what?
3: Really? Yeah, no, it was still a good game. It was those missed free throws. Me, oh yeah, that was bad. I mean, yeah, was
1: but outside, outside was everything, everything
2: else was great. Yeah, yes, his it I, was a I, tough moment.
1: I know Tommy in our Discord, GSPN.info. Give it, give it a couple hours to join until games are over. Generally, um, they're they're exploding right now. Um, actually, I saw people talking through it a little bit, which was nice. But he, I do want to say Tommy called this out, and I, I noticed it too. Marjan in the zone defense, which I think we'll get to the different coverages the Bucs use, was like just a really active and just really effectively was like showing and fronting or whatever the right term is. But you know, not let the guy shoot, get back to his guy, get back again, like just really a smart game from him defensively. And he followed up only one foul against the Knicks with no fouls against Indiana, which is great to see from him. So he had an okay game, and he's not you know a high level scorer off your bench. He had five points. To your point, Jordan, he should have had more points. With some of those free throws, but I mean, it's hardly their biggest problem in this game. Yeah. Cameron Payne was just—I mean, we have how many times have we said it with smiles on our faces when it's a good game? Like, yeah, he's a streaky player. He's a streaky player. Two for nine had a total meltdown in what was that, the third quarter. That compounded. Oh
3: yeah, that compounded. That let, just that the let, let, let Indy of back instantly.
1: Quarter. That let Indy yeah. back instantly. I mean, the Bucks had a great third quarter, and I remember looking at the points after to see how few they gave up. And it was up to twenty eight in large part because his defense was bad. He didn't box out T.J. Freaking McConnell, who is certainly a Bucks killer. The pacer uh, passed The pacer pass. Did you see someone Googled that exact phrase and it had never been used?
3: So I thought he <laughs> said the pacer test. Like oh, because yeah, how... that's a thing, right?
1: Yeah, that would yes. make more sense. The Randy Bucks need to do that more. It <laughs> seems to keep up with this Indiana team. Yeah. Um, and Payne gets a technical, which it's like. Don't get a technical when you're bleeding points. He loses an inbound. It's just horrible. It's just horrible. And it's you can live with streaky shooting. You can't just totally melt down. And that's what Payne did in this game. Yeah. Payne in a in Yeah. A
2: PA Payne pain without the cam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Payne Payne ma'am. Spain pick and roll without the P. Or yes. That would be sane pick and roll.
2: <laughs> but
1: oh, Payne. bench though is just I mean AJ Green plays four minutes, whatever. Andre Jackson Jr. probably should have certainly should have played more.
3: He got the quick hook. AJ Griffiths was showing a quick hook for for Ajax the last couple of
1: and I don't with the way Campaign played, I mean, give Ajax another shot. I mean, instead they just leave on the starters
3: more. So I I kind of see what they're trying to do with the three guard lineup. And I, there are, uh, hear me out now, because there are clear defensive issues with this perimeter defense. But when he throws out some iteration of campaign, Dame Malik, or inserts AJ Green, whatever perimeter player that's left that isn't, you know, Chris, or uh, sometimes, honestly, though he's not like a perimeter player, he does it in a way that, it helps Dame try to free up his offense. That's what it felt like to me in the first half, especially when Dame goes scoreless in the first quarter. I don't think he hit a shot until like midway through the second. Um and it was a lot of like getting him off screens, curling, trying to get him. Yiannis pinned of down
1: stuff. in the corner. I saw I noted that. I thought they were gonna do that more late, because it's like, yeah, they just gotta get him shots. He's just they're not letting him shoot it. The pacers aren't letting him shoot at all. And that was clearly their plan the whole night.
3: Yeah, and that's like the tough thing especially when he's, I mean, obviously like he's had tough shooting games. We've seen these moments before as early as we are in the season. And there's ways that he's gone about it where he's gotten out of it and like, you know, felt the flow, felt the rhythm, everything like that. Tonight I was just like, it's, it was simply like hitting those long range shots. And then really it was nothing else. I know he hit like a couple, like, Mid rangers in between shots, too. But like anytime he got downhill, he was in a swarm of defenders, even if they're like Bruce Brown or like guards, basically. And it just wasn't his night. Like, I, I think that's just kind of how I chalk up Dame's inefficient performance. And it's I, again, it's just, it, it, that's really tough for where this Bucks team is at, where as great of a scorer as he is, if he's not hitting shots, he could set up people. But it kind of it's either gonna look like it's tilting towards Brooke throwing up threes that aren't hitting or the kind of Malik threes that we have come to expect. When those are eliminated based on, you know, the pacers like defending him and trying to get out of like the second side action kind of threes. That's where it's like, do you get him more the ball where he's flowing? It's stuff that they obviously have to figure out, but it, it's, it makes it that much harder to kind of operate again when your lead ball handler is not doing, you know, playing up to a standard.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: Did did Vegas get the dame?
1: I don't know. I, it, there was a lot of things. I mean, it's I saw people seriously being like, "Dave's not serious about winning, and that's why he's never won a title because he was drunk in Las Vegas." And I was just like, "What are, you, what are we talking? What are we doing?" Every game oh, it, has got to be some sort of like this. This is why your whole career is the way it is because you were three for ten in the first half. Of an in-season tournament game that started at two p.m. local time in Las Vegas.
2: Why? Which, which, by the way, the Bucks now have a free weekend in Vegas.
1: I don't think that's good. I don't think they should
2: go home tonight. tonight. They will not. There's <laughs> no shot they're going home tonight. They should go home tomorrow.
3: Home they probably will go home tomorrow.
1: When's the next game? Is they play Monday now? Monday. Yeah. God, that would have been a crazy schedule actually if they made it.
2: It's almost, it's it's actually like a good thing that the Bucks did not. No, is it a good thing no, that the Bucks no, lost the end season thing.
3: tournament?
2: I mean, they thing. they don't get they don't have to play an extra game, you know. Let's save it for the real championship. I tell you, it is, and I'm not I'm not crying or crying
1: foul or using that as an excuse. But the Pacers getting the extra day of rest versus the Bucks did Milwaukee no favors in this format with the way these like that team likes to run, and Milwaukee is not good at running.
2: But yeah, oh. completely fair. I mean and
1: you could see it in some of the possession. I mean, that's, there needs, the there, there the needs to be way, anyway,
2: but there needs to be some tinkering done with the scheduling of this because it's it's odd. Like the two the two PM local start time in Vegas needs to change. It can't. And it I, can't happen.
1: And I, I saw people for, is it like they need to turn around the court, but it's the same court. They just There's need the to get them court. out of there.
2: I think they, they just, need to get people out of there and clean, but and it's I, an
3: eight hour like programming. It's that's weird, what it is. yeah. I mean, um, Pacers are a bad matchup for the Bucks. They're not great.
1: I, I, I think on one end for sure. I think on the other end, the Bucks have really just not played like they should have a lot more answers for this this Pacers defense. And I still, I will get to the Bucks defense, which I'm sure there's a segment of people that are pitchforks, and that's the real issue. And their defense isn't great, but we've known this, and I think. The real issue for me in this game was the two times where Milwaukee's offense totally died, which were the second quarter and the fourth quarter, in which they scored a combined 47 points. In the third quarter, the Bucks scored 43 points. like They found something, and then they totally lost that something. And I think you have to give credit to the Pacers, because I think they defended really hard, and they did a great job on that end. But they're a bad defensive team. They, this was their A yeah. game on defense, but you still need to be better than getting held to twenty-two and twenty-five in two different quarters. And only twenty-nine in the first, which isn't bad, but that's a pretty average scoring quarter in the NBA this this season. I think Milwaukee's offense was the issue. I think just wasn't great execution. And then Dame starting slow really played into Indiana. I think that fueled them. I think they basically did with Giannis what Bucks do with point guards, where it's like, you know what? Go ahead. Forty points, sure. You had fifty-four last time, and we won. If no one else is able to aff- efficiently score, we can just outrun you guys on the other end, and, and that works. And that's exactly what happened. So, I think next time, and the Bucks have what three more games <laughs> against Indiana now because the uh, the IST yeah. adding one in. Uh, you hope to see more players step up offensively, and I think really, just not not letting it be so easy. For the Pacers to funnel all those jumpers to Brook, I think it's pretty clear they made that decision of like, yeah, well, he's the guy who can shoot. So like, someone's open all the time. That like, this Bucks are still getting open looks, but the Pacers were very selective about who they left open, and it hurt. This is a game where the absence of both Condon and Crowder, Bossman nine nine, was really felt because like, could you go small with one or both of those guys in and Giannis at the five, and then there's no one you want to leave open. It's tougher when Bobby's up just. Didn't shoot a three, I don't think, in this game, and is very fighty from three, and you know you just don't have enough options at the four. I, mean, I asked Chris, but you know, pain was really bad. I, I just think you need better offensive execution and more thoughtful shots than the Bucks took on a lot of those possessions.
2: Yeah, I think I think Bossman would have helped a lot in this game because he's just a he's he's a switchable switchable defender is a very versatile defender and that's that's something that the bucks really needed in this game just it it just felt like down the stretch in that fourth quarter they it was consistently like a one point game then a three point game one point it's like you just need to stop you need like two stops in a row and that game turns on its head they couldn't get it they just they couldn't get it they couldn't string together multiple stops in a row or just like a stop in general for large portions of that and it just it, it did them in
3: We were talking about it before we recorded, but I felt like the backbreaker play was Chris bringing up the ball. I forget who scored. Maybe it was Halberd. And he's warding off Dane. Like, he's going to set up the offense. This is how we're going to do it. Immediately sets up, like, on the left corner or left uh, side. And Giannis is in the post, but Dave is kind of, like, one pass away at the top of the key beyond three point. It was just a bad pass. The Pacers, I think it was Bruce Brown, read it perfectly, jumped on it. And from that point on, it was Bucks were chasing an even bigger deficit. Like, to your point, Rohan, of, you know, we've seen them string, you know, play the shootout game of, hey, your score, my score, your score, my score down the stretch. We've seen them play, okay, <laughs> let's turn up the defense. Down the last five minutes, and then you know, we can keep keep up our scoring or you know, find some spark. It's just hard to do that when you're I mean, this is a very volatile game. There's huge point swings coming out of halftime. Like the Bucks are down twelve at half. They lead by three at the end of the third. Like, this game was like nuts in that way. And it, it was, you know, as advertised of just how entertaining it would be. But I just thought Given everything that we saw, the fact that Tyrese, I like, if there's one thing that we can glean about from this tournament, like the first one, is that it does give a platform for guys that aren't on national television. Even though Tyrese Halliburton was an All-Star last year, it's still out like we're talking about him as like a top 20 player in the league. Certainly was talking about it like that today. And we'll be talking about that going forward. And the guy just—I mean—he did this against the Celtics last time out. Like, if we're talking about the Bucks being able to stop Tyrese Halliburton, when he did that to the Celtics? Like, what? We're not—we're not talking about the same thing um, in that same way. So, like, I, I get that for me is like is good from that standpoint of like elevating players that normally don't or haven't been talked about in that way. That certainly will be talked about that way moving forward, but. That was a side point of my overall point.
1: The, the sequence you mentioned, Jordan, I mean, the, the sad thing was the Bucs actually did get some stops. So the, Miles Turner hits two free throws with three minutes, 26 seconds left to give the Pacers a three-point lead. Dame turnover. Miles Turner misses a three. Brooke Lopez rebounds. Dame gets fouled, gets it to one point. Bruce Brown misses a layup, and Giannis doesn't box out Miles Turner. He rebounds, gets the put back. Then they're down three again. Then that Chris turnover leads to a fast break where Bruce Brown missed, but Buddy Heald puts it in. And then they're down five with two minutes left. And then from there, Brooke misses a three. And then the Pacers get hot. Then you couldn't get a stop. I mean, then it was Tyrese Halliburton layup. He misses a three, but he gets the rebound and then hits a step back jumper. He took two basically step back threes. It was just not, they didn't rebound then. So it's like you got a couple stops late. And not boxing out and not making good passes, not making horrible passes, throws the game away. And I think that was like the minute or two minutes or whatever, how long, however long that was, that clearly just threw the game away. They were right there, though. I mean, you're right there. You, they, I, what I said before this game was you got to execute offensively to feed into the defense. And it was frustrating to see that not happen for long stretches. I mean – Some of the Dame turnovers were rough. He had seven assists, three turnovers. Middleton, I think, had four turnovers. So it wasn't like either guy had 10 turnovers. But some of these games, it's felt like the couple that they do have are just backbreaking. And this defense, I I think they're built to be okay in the half court. But if the other team gets running, they just can't withstand it. And we saw that again in this game. Uh, Certainly still looking like a team that could use some help on the perimeter, just defending-wise. I mean – Anytime they tried to defend a, a pick and roll straight up, the Bucks, whether it was Dame or, or Beasley, they both took shifts on Halliburton. They just couldn't hang with him at all after the screen. And it was just, he's either making these beautiful runners over Brooke Lopez or perfect pocket pass to Miles Turner. Miles Turner, some incredible finishes by the way, on pick and roll, like through Brooke Lopez, through Giannis. I mean, again, credit to the Pacers. They didn't shoot well, but they played a hell of a game uh, on both ends. But, I think the the offense has to be the driving force of this team and when it's not that's when you know they they can't win by just tightening up on defense if nothing falls they used to be able to win that way bucks fans are used to that that's not the team anymore maybe if they acquire a defender they can tap rely on that mode sometimes but when the offense totally short circuits bad things happen for this
2: bucks team wonder how they're going to acquire a defensive piece at the deadline
1: it sucks that P.J. Tucker has a player option left. And I don't think he's the cure-all, but he would have been such a logical buyout candidate. He just doesn't play now for the Clippers. Would have been a very logical buyout candidate, but I don't think that is actually realistic. I don't want to do trades right after they lose. They lost one game. I think they're still...
2: Are they, I think but Ty, still... they lost the in-season tournament semifinal. I know. It's crushing. Yeah. No more cup. No. no more cup. It's funny that the Bucks play the Pacers again in like a week.
1: I think it's kind of good. I think the Bucks need yeah. to prove something against his team, to be honest. And, you know, I think it's it's a semi-bad matchup. I think it should be a better matchup when Milwaukee's on offense. But it's it's early between these two new iterations of teams. It's been two close games. Indy got the upper hand both times, and they earned it. But, you know, I, I think the Bucks should want some revenge after, you know, really on such a big stage. You joke about the in-season tournament, but a lot of eyes were on this game, even though it did start at way too early in the day. Um I think it's good. Milwaukee gets another crack, and I would hope we see just a better game of basketball because clearly this was not anything close to an A game from the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: No, it was not. If because we've seen, like we just came off that, that yeah. Knicks game we came where off it's an like, a++. yeah, A. We've, we've seen an A plus yeah. plus game from the Milwaukee Bucks. That was not. That it was just not, especially when you're going up against a lesser defense compared to the Knicks defense. It's just it's disheartening, it's disappointing. It's you you started off the Podwell tie, it's sombering.
3: Yeah, I, I think this it's frustrating to kind of the pacers just have this like upstart feel. They're building something. They have all the goodwill of of, you know, trying to build something out of just kind of always being this <laughs> making the best of what they have, which is like good but not great. And obviously they have a bona fide star, which Again, Tyrese Halliburton's very good. He's a, he's been like this for a while, but now it's just at a bigger level. And I think for me, it's where I'm at with this kind of loss is that we see we just see the it, it, we see the limits of what we can expect. Like the defense is just what it is right now. Part of that is just personnel based. I would say a lot of it is based on personnel. When you don't have the two CCs, uh, <laughs> Pat and Bossman, you're it, that loses kind of your versatility, your ability to guard on the perimeter. It puts even more pressure on guys like Campaign, Malik Beasley, Dame. That's where it's like that's you hit the limit, or you hit the kind of where it gets hard. Of Campaign is getting trying to go through screens of. Against Tyrese Halburn who's just slicing through your defense, night in or not night in, drive in, drive out, every play. It's no. It, that's why we saw the zone. It's why when things got junked up, it's not even Tyrese Halliburton. It's T.J. McConnell just running as fast as he can, getting down the floor. And that was like, if we want to get mad about anything, T.J. McConnell did stuff today that was just so easy, and more power to him beating. The other team's on the floor just by running down and just not stopping, like the Energizer Bunny, like that's going to get you points. That just happens. But it's stuff like I expect Tyrese Halburn to slice this defense up and down the floor. It's the stuff that we saw with McConnell, especially where it's like, where is this coming from? Why is he <laughs> like he's always had the Bucks number, but. Now on the IST level, he's, you know, he's taking the cup dreams away. Yeah, uh, McConnell, four
1: for seven from the field, had nine points, three steals, also three turnovers, four assists, but, I mean, just eight campaigns lunch. And I think some of the, the moments in this game honestly come down to that. I mean, you look at Indiana's starters, I mean, they won Tyrese Halliburton's minutes by zero. But the bench, they were plus crazy. plus fourteen Isaiah Jackson, plus seventeen Benedict Matherin, who was three for twelve. But it's just that bench unit just ran away with the game. And then on the Bucks side, uh the starters mostly do end in the minus, but like Bees, who didn't have a good game. They won his minutes by six. They lose pains by eighteen. Like they, they just died
3: in his minutes entirely. If campaign has sorry, forty three bench points for the Pacers, thirteen for the Bucks. When yeah. you're when you're getting that deep in your rotation, like that stuff matters. And like oh, yeah. you know, the disparity just kind of widens it that way. That is crazy that in the halberd minutes, they were just a dead even plus minus. An even it did not it did not feel like even the same thing. Uh um, it felt like the pacers hit like these big shots for three. There's seven of thirty-three for three. Like it yeah. wasn't like there was something crazy of like, oh, Bucks lose their shooters. Like, what's going on? Like, it was purely just that pick and roll, and they just kept doing it. And God bless Brooke Lopez for trying to get a hand or, like, just kind of just his mere presence of of deterring shots. And, like, when you keep going that well, it's the levy's gonna break eventually. Yeah,
1: I think, and I get why Adrian Griffin likes to close with Brooke. Probably shouldn't have in this game, probably just had to go back to the zone. I think it was the only thing that reliably worked against the Pacers when Halliburton was out there. Nothing worked in the TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, you know, you just have to pray he misses. There's nothing else you can do. It doesn't matter what you run. But I thought this was a wild sense. Obviously, it was you know, a little sarcastic there.
2: But, like, it wasn't far off. In the- just get
1: between him and the rim would be a start. That would be nice. But, you know, or go get a technical instead when you get beat and then lose the ball in the inbounds. Just—the bench was just horrible again. And it's just, I know I brought it up like 50 times, but you look through the stats and you remember the biggest plays of the game, and yeah, I think the Chris turnover to Dame is certainly up there. Giannis doesn't box out, but I mean, the the Pacers were able to build that lead again in large part because Milwaukee's bench, with these injuries, has not been able to do enough, uh, which has just been tough to overcome. The same thing when the Bulls game, the same thing in the Blazers game, where it took a miracle to beat one of the worst teams in the league. That almost beat the Warriors, by the way, without Jeremy Grant and DeAndre Ayton, like the NBA is just weird sometimes. But anyway, um, I don't even remember where I was going to go with this. I'm frustrated. <laughs> oh, the zone. I, I thought the zone was the only thing that was really good. I thought the the players executed it well. I think I would have rather just tried Brook in that versus trying to defend the pick and rolls with the drop again. It just I mean, it really worked at almost no point. Um, either Turner got to the rim, Halliburton got the shot he wanted, somebody else got a good shot they wanted. I didn't think that was the right call. I get wanting to go with Brooke. And again, there's only so many options. You can play Honest, the five, but you really need a bigger four when you do that. And, and we talked about Bobby already. He's not exactly giving you a ton on either end. So it, it's tough. Um, did you say Rolo? No,
3: I'm joking.
1: God, that would be <laughs> – he would have had a minus 60 in four minutes. <laughs> oh, um, Rolo. But I just think trying to play... Case Bolden? Trying to play... People keep calling for Bolden. Hey, you know, he's had some okay games. The Bolden and the Beautiful. Sure. But yeah, the Bucks just need a better four option when Giannis is at the five. And I think they have one. He just hasn't played in a month because of injury, which is unfortunate. But there's not really anyone, I think, really suited to step up there. And that's the issue. I mean, you can insert Marjan for Brook, but... I don't know. Is that the right was that the right call tonight to close with that and play zone?
2: It it's it's almost I, I think it I think it, you have to close and play zone without Brooke on the floor in this situation cuz they were just high screening rolling them to death. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it's just like what you were talking about earlier Jordan, just a matchup problem when you you go up against a guy like a team who also has a floor spacing, spacing big but the issue is the the one for the Pacers is quicker and just and more athletic. And yeah, uh, uh, he's just able to he's just able to roll fast, roll hard, eat up that space. Don't don't allow Brooke Lopez even a second of hesitation. And it just killed him.
3: I thought the zone. Obviously, I agree with you, Ty. I thought the zone really worked. I thought that was the most extended stretch of. of just the Pacers missing shots <laughs> in, inside the arc. Um, I thought where I'm. I, can Kidna- this is just me extrapolating, but I can understand why Griff pivoted from it, where Bruce Brown was kind of like breaking the nail. He was really. busting it. Yeah, he, he was good it. Good from that shot. Damn it, Rohan. The other, I see that face, and I always, I know that's I worry, what gets me. I wary of my word selection because I, I look up and I just see. Yeah, I didn't say anything. No, you never have it doesn't, yeah, it's not you about saying anything. To. It's not about saying anything. Um anyway. Bruce Brown was hitting free throw line jumpers. And then the biggest problem that I would have thought the zone would alleviate, but it eventually just kind of wore down. They just weren't finishing possessions. They weren't rebounding. Patience finished with 15 offensive rebounds, 23 second chance points. Yeah.
1: Can't have that happen against Indy.
3: Can't have that. Like that – if we talk about the perimeter of defense, the one-on-one defense, occasionally when teams are shooting the lights up in three, it's the rebounding that it really is tough. Well, it's and like anything that
1: further stresses an already not great defense. I mean, yes. fast break and, and second chance are – like those are really hard things to defend for anyone. But certainly for this defense – like you can just the energy goes away if they when they give up an offensive as as many teams it does.
3: Yeah. And I thought too, like that Halliburton kind of dagger three from like way beyond the arc. That was definitely a second chance or even third chance. It was it was
2: it was a second chance opportunity yeah. because Halliburton took
3: yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Halliburton got the rebound. He himself, took a three yeah. and got the rebound. Like that can't happen. Yeah. No. That that stuff like you know, we have Seen that quite a bit, and I can understand why like, people think that is a problem because it is. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought like the zone for of all the things with this Bucks defense that we've seen this year, the zone is probably the the best thing that has happened so far, and really like we hadn't seen it for a while. Like it, it, it we it used constantly.
1: very sparingly between this yeah. game and the last time we saw it used often for sure. Maybe even. It definitely was in
3: the first Indiana the
1: game. Yeah, I think yeah, it worked pretty similarly well um, in, in yeah. that game. I think they used it a little bit against the Heat. They put it out here and there, but it it had not been. I mean, they used it for like half of, or more of half, more than half of a quarter um, yeah. in this game. I mean, I think part of that too with the rebounding, a lot of it was late and it's like, they just, they clearly Griffin couldn't, didn't feel like he could rely on anyone from the bench. I mean, Bobby plays less than 18 minutes. Payne plays 16 and a half, which was, like too many already. Marjan probably should have just gotten some more run, even though he wasn't—he uh, wasn't doing that many things outstanding. But uh, he, he was, he was competent. surviving. Yeah, he was competent. Yeah, he
2: wasn't—he wasn't bleeding points, which was a major plus. Yeah,
3: I really am intrigued with how he's being used offensively. Like today, we saw him and the dunker. Like we—he's like that kind of if we want to again, just kind of put someone in the pj role having just like a long body in that in that specific spot on the floor that led to um extending possessions three offensive rebounds really, yeah he didn't really he didn't finish all that much but then went to the free throw line in, in part because of that it's another way to kind of get him in spots that are just you know he's growing as a shooter he hits threes he's where he doesn't like it just from a half court perspective, I think it's a very interesting way of using him. And honestly, like we've seen them use that with Andre Jackson when he's got a little, little bit more run than he has in recent games outside of his injury. But yeah, I thought Marjan, you know, he didn't fill up the scoring side of his stat sheet, but liked from I liked what we saw of him outside of the free, missed free throws. <laughs> yeah. That was tough. Yeah.
1: So I guess what are the what are the big takeaways from this game? I mean it's it's it, it's been it it's an season tournament game. <laughs> it also is still 1 of 82. Um, I think it was Yeah, it's
2: not 1 of 83. Take that Indiana. Yeah. Suckers. Actually, it wouldn't have been 1 of 83 cuz that tournament count, championship game doesn't count towards anything, but take that.
1: Did they lose cuz Dame touched the trophy? That's bad luck.
2: He, he did touch the, the trophy he, he didn't, touched what? the trophy.
1: Yeah, there was a oh video. Someone goodness. a reporter was like, Hey, don't touch the trophy, and he touched it again.
2: That's <laughs> a big takeaway.
1: That, yeah. that, that might be the big takeaway. Don't touch the trophy beforehand. Mm-hmm. I I didn't we'll know that see. was bad luck either. So me and Dame are the
2: same. Uh big takeaways from this game, I guess. Just one. I, let's do it. Let's do a positive one. Chris again is looking more and more comfortable. Uh, with the ball in his hands and also just like being able to orchestrate an offense, get to his own shots,
1: be able to play almost 30 minutes in this
2: game. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, he's really coming along. I mentioned this on the last pod, but again, plenty of time to figure it out. And he's got 60 games to figure it out.
1: I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to black lining your silver lining. Don't let him bring the ball up.
3: Dark clouding.
1: Yeah, I'm dark clouding. Don't let him bring the ball up. If anyone's pressing.
3: Yeah, it's too yeah, that's stressful. Fair. That's that it's is... too
1: stressful. <laughs> Damon and Yates are right there, and he's like, he's like resolute. I thought he was let me, get, an let me get this body a little bit. I was just like, dear, like <laughs> they have one good defender, an Aaron Nismith,
2: and for who's the greatest defender of all time?
1: But he is a good, he's a good defender. I mean, I don't want that to get lost in making fun of. I heard
2: he's a boy.
1: The broadcast just salivating. But it's like, okay, they have one good defender. He's on Chris. Let's have Chris fight him for every inch up the court. Why? Give the ball. Just go at anyone else. There was also a point in the third quarter, I think, where Buddy Heald is guarding Giannis. And they just don't put him in a possession. I'm like, it's, it's anything. Screen and roll. ISO. It doesn't matter. It's Buddy Heald. Like, there was some, just literally some
2: throw the ball to him.
1: I think the Bucks have been good at matchup hunting in previous games. And they were pretty poor at it in this game. And it's like, it felt like three pacers maybe could guard. And so many Bucks possessions were like... Let's make this. Let's make this guy stop us. Like, no, make Buddy Heald stop you. Make Aaron Nesmith stop. Or not Andrew Nesmith uh, Andrew Nemhard stop you. That's i what I meant to say. Hopefully, he's okay. By the
2: way, yeah, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, that was a bad injury. I they said he was out with a sore knee. Which that's is always like, what they say at first. It's yeah. just like, come on.
3: Um, I yeah, I agree with you. I think Chris. This is again another gr- Chris game. You always can tell when he's got it going. He usually starts in the first quarter and in spite of Dave's struggles, he and Giannis and Brooke were hitting shots to kind of set the things off before, you know, things were kind of off the rails back on and then off again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's nice again to see at least, you know, that they fought back great to start that third quarter. I mean, it was a lot of good ball, I think on both ends, they executed offensively really well. They didn't knock down their threes at a crazy amount on the night, but in that quarter and the carry on the Chris optimism, you know, four for five from three after two for three against the Knicks. So after a pretty cold start to the year, he is you know shooting it like gangbusters right now, uh, which is definitely nice to see. Um, Giannis looked great.
3: Giannis is... Yeah. I don't think you could have asked more from Giannis, honestly. Unstoppable. Had to get him more involved late. Dark Cloud, yes, I agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and again, it was just like, that's the thing they need to work on the most is I think going to certain things more purposefully late. Like, they started this game purposefully with a bunch of Dame Giannis pick and roll. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then I think they lost the plot on that a little bit as Dame struggled throughout the night. Um, but Giannis, I mean, sensational. 13 for 19 from the field. 0 for 1 from 3. There's somebody out there going, if he doesn't take that 3, they win. I don't even remember that. Because- oh, no, that was a heave. That was a half-court heave at the end of our It was, our yeah. Never that's mind. right. Yeah. There's still somebody going, that's an early shot clock 3. Why'd he take that? Uh, 11 for 13 from free throw. Giannis played it like it was a big game. 10 rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Uh, really strong game. 37 points. So nice to see that he still is getting pretty much whatever he wants in this matchup. Now the key to you know battling and having better games versus the Pacers is who else can be in that good of a position to not let Indy just run, run, run and you know put the ball in the basket more
3: often. He yeah, had the fewest shots of any starter in the fir- in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's not good. Enough. Six points, three of three. But it did feel like that in the moment. I'm just like, oh, yeah, Giannis is kind of – he's just kind of setting up guys in terms of screen setting or just passing it in a, you I know, – I don't know.
1: And I, one of them – at least one of them was on him. It's a team thing the team needs to work on or one of them yeah. – like a, a non-shot because at one point he got freed up from a, from a screen or whatever on the, the opposite side of the arc away from the camera. And it was him one-on-one in open space, I think against Miles Turner, like 10 feet from the rim. And he had some space to get moving toward Turner as well. And he passed it out to like a semi-contested Chris who then got it to B's for a contested jumper. And it's like the way everyone has looked, the way you have looked, you just got to go shoot that, man. And and it's funny after there was some combo, I think, the last couple of days about is like Giannis been too selfish. He sure wasn't tonight. I think he could have stood to be a little more selfish, but it's a hard – balance to strike when you're getting used to this new offense with a new guy and Dame who certainly merits his touches as well
2: yeah it's just it, it was tough I mean Giannis was I I I think I'd push back a little on that was not involved enough too late but I think that was just because of his shots but like you were mentioning ty he just needs to be taking those shots instead of passing out like there were a few where he's just like kicking out to a wide open Brook Lopez wide open Malik Beasley and it's like it's it's like if the shot goes down, the pro- like the thought process changes, right? Like if if Brook Lopez knocks down those two threes, if Malik Beasley's knocking down those threes, you're like, yeah, Giannis, we to feed your teammates. But then it's because the shots didn't go down. It's like, man, Giannis, you got to take those shots. So it's it's all perspective. I so actually, I'd push, I'd push back a little.
1: I'll push back, back. I don't like early shot clock Brook Lopez threes. I no. feel like it's the same percentage for him at any point in the clock, no matter how open he is. Like there that's, was a possession – was that like second quarter where Chris was driving and had it open and then kicks back out to Brook Lopez for a three? And it's just like – that's always there. That's like the honest pull-up jumper. He'll, he'll take that whenever. doesn't impact him if someone closes out. He's just like – again, I thought they – Indy wanted that. I think the Bucks played too far into their hands. So yeah, I agree with your point though, Rohan. I mean it is – and that's that's been a lot of Bucks analysis this year. Certainly a lot outside of the pot here of like did they win? The process was great. Did they lose? They're terrible and they're not doing anything right. And I, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, but um I do think they the Bucks were coaxed too easily into just being like, Oh, the guy opened his brook above the break. Guess I'll shoot another one. Guess we'll have that's, him take another that's
2: one. That's also that's that's also like another reason why it's like you can't really close the game with Brook Lopez, because he yeah. will take those shots. Oh, yeah. No matter what. And he
1: yeah, he should.
3: He, yeah. Because you expect him to do it quarters one through three or the first 43 minutes of game. Yeah. When those shots are there and it's a tight game and he's not hitting it or he's three of 10. Like this is a more exaggerated example of that, but like that is what you expect. That is what you want out of Rick Lopez. You don't want him passing a shot. Well, back. And just generally, if you're the open guy in that situation,
1: if you don't shoot, that's, that's even worse. I mean, it's yeah. not saying he should be out there shooting, but if he is out there, he's got to take the shot. If you're wide open and the defense has collapsed, and you don't shoot, th- uh, that's even even worse result. And a and no, worse I'm, process. I'm, I'm no I'm I, not I'm saying not like he should, you he should You should take those
2: shots. Yeah, he yeah. should take those shots. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying maybe you could have a different that's, person. Uh, we we totally guy.
1: agree. We're in lockstep. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this I'm saying the same thing. I I just wanted to say, like if he's out there, that's what he should do. But yeah, he just shouldn't should I'll fight be out you right now. Oh, I know. We're we're in pretty hated debate over this.
3: Oh, next undisputed <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was
1: just kind of the issue for the Bucks though I mean the bench here's another bench stat didn't make a 3 0 oh, for 4 so there was nobody you could put in there to trust to knock down a shot because literally nobody hit any of them the entire game they only attempted 4 but still I mean that's like the you want Marjon cold in there taking those shots probably not in that situation again a Crowder a Connigan con- hasn't had a great year but you know, would have liked to see him making some plays. I mean, it feels like Pat would have come up with like a crucial gets hit in the face, offensive foul drawn, or a couple of threes, a drive to the rim, something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jay Crowder would do definitely. Something
1: I mean, Bossman for sure. I mean, he's the best player in the world. Yeah. What they were saying about Smith? What would they have been saying about Crowder? Probably not oh, a single thing. God. Probably not a single thing.
2: No, they would. They they'd be doing a. Lot. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of the the
3: overall presentation? The the tournament, the game atmosphere. Well, there was no crowd,
2: so that kind of <laughs> I,
1: I didn't find it that that detracting from the TV perspective though. No. I, I think they kind of piped in music or just like cranked up the mics. Because it sounded
2: loud. Actually. They absolutely did. But they that's were fine. absolutely plugged.
1: But it it made it a little more energized, at least to watch. I like I know I saw a lot of people who were there were like They're having people fill down at the lower seats. No one's here. Someone's like, it's cold. It's going to be a big deal. I was like, who cares? It's it's just get running. You're not going to be that cold. It's Las Vegas. But um, I thought overall it was a good – I like the court. I like the ugly courts now. I'm just on board. It's like a Christmas sweater. Uh, I think they should be ugly. They should make them uglier next year.
2: Are they going to change up the courts every year like they do uh, City Edition jerseys? Well, they have
1: to. I mean, you can't. Oh, they yeah. have to. I mean, the Bucks have lime it's green beautiful. in the middle of theirs. They they can't just do that if they don't have those jerseys on again.
3: They really put a real name. They're probably gonna have to change the courts. Oh yeah,
1: the car brand, soda brand, chip brand, the NBA GSPN
2: cup. cup. Ooh.
1: There I don't. I don't have to hit the uh, the wiggle today.
2: No, you don't. You. I was thinking about that. Uh, I wish. What, what'd you I say, would you say 10 much Rather,
1: Yeah, I'd much rather. Thought, be, does that stand the for was, the rest of the season? I thought yeah, yeah, the bet yeah, was okay.
3: 10, 10 Brooke Lopez three-point attempts. Is that <laughs> That's the, what, I like, what I heard. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah then uh, I'll grab the ball and over the course of 40 seconds, lift it, and then let one go. Yeah, I mean, a yeah, frustrating game, I think. And I know, I think I've said this uh, once or twice already. You do have to just credit the Pacers who, I mean, they just, they fight really hard. They don't give up anything. They're, I know I noted this in some somewhere this week of, like, that Boston game. I think it was the Knicks post game. Like, Boston hits big shots late. Their heads don't drop. I mean, they just go back and, and get more on the other end. So it's been a great run for Indiana. I never root for the Lakers, but I actually think if India is going to win this, if they beat Tatum, Celtics, Giannis's Bucks, and then LeBron's Lakers, that's a pretty a pretty epic run for them. Zion's Pelicans just doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it. Um no. did you guys see the video of when they asked Zion and Brandon Ingram what they're gonna do if they win? Yeah.
2: yeah. They just
1: yeah. looked at each other and laughed, but but everyone in, in the comments was just like, I, I they, they know it's they know what's gonna happen. Yeah
2: yeah we don't really have to say it
1: i the video I just thought of the pelicans in the video maybe I, I need joy in my life right now
2: yeah I watched that I watched that you know who showed me that video who new mock oh we yeah were taking Newmock's... in some college basketball together he showed it to you at the game yes that's a big new move <laughs> <laughs> I mean Marquette was absolutely dominating Texas so we That's good time. yeah one by 21. You know, talk
1: about that game instead. Must
3: be yeah. nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about that game instead. Do you guys watch it? No. Okay, I watched not clips.
1: Gonna, I saw clips.
2: I'm not going to solo pot it though. <laughs> but... <laughs> just,
1: I'm just going to go on mute. Jordan can go on mute. You just give us 25 on Kolik or whatever his name is. Welcome
2: to I'll the I'll tell solo you what I'm Tyler not Tyler Cole. Yeah, Tyler Kolik, my guy. I like, want if you... Iguodaro. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. He was looking. He was doing the Andre Jackson in the first half, where mm. he's just not looking to shoot the ball inside the arc, and it's, it's like yeah. He's he helped. was
1: mocked to the Bucks on a, a recent mock draft. Then
2: really, yeah, it was at thirty-five. Tyler Kolick. Kolick at Tyler thirty-five. Kolek. Yeah. And but the thing is, in the second half, he started taking those shots, and they were dropping. And the uh, Golden Eagles just kept on extending their lead, extending their lead. So it's like, yeah, look what happens when you actually take those shots instead of so just dictating where your passes are going to go before they even happen. But that's too much college basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. What else? What else do we need to talk about from this game? Stocks? We should probably do stocks. Oh yeah, oh, we can, yes. we
1: can end with stocks. Let me let me pull up the uh, the sheet because yeah, I was gonna say outside of stocks, I don't have too much more. I think it was a disappointing game. I think it's some of the bucks. I, I think one, my thing about this game is the bucks lose games in similar fashion, and it's it's just hard to exactly quantify. How much of it is a bad game? How much of it is a horrible systemic issue? Like, are they incapable of ever defending? I don't think so. I think we've seen them play some good defense. Are they incapable of ever rebounding? I mean, again, we saw a really great display from both on both of those fronts in the second half of that Knicks game. I think they kind of ran out of gas and just didn't have their best game, and it, it caught up with them. But anyway, now I get the stocks pulled up. I can stop talking. Does Giannis go up to 50 from this performance, at I think 49. he has I mean, yeah, what more
3: can you ask? 37, 10, and 2. Was it, see. what did I say one turnover or zero? One. One.
1: With how much? No, he zero, had the ball?
2: zero, zero turnovers. No, I'm one looking turnover. at the fourth quarter. I'm looking yeah. at the fourth okay, quarter. That's my bad. You're good.
1: How does Dame net out? Mm, push. Push her down. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't going to be I out. I think
3: my...
2: It might be a down. I,
1: to, I kind of want to go down. Yeah, I think that's deserved. I He it's, certainly tried to redeem it. Um, I think at one point in my head, I was like, I think if they win, he can push. But if they lose, it's probably a down because that was a big problem. They, they, can't, be, they can't withstand a, a bad game, game. And that's what they got. Chris
2: probably a push. I'd say push. Great offense, bad defense. Yeah, the Chris experience. Campaign down. Yeah, I mean the
1: question is one or two. Um, I mean it was a meltdown. It wasn't just bad play. It was, I go two. It was bad play and just melting down.
2: I think yeah, that's I'm two. fine with two. What's that put him at eleven?
1: Back to eleven. He had he had gained two over the last two games, and then it goes fast on the Buck stock market.
2: Bobby down again?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, they 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 need him. Uh, is this a Brook push?
2: Yeah, if I, I want to give. I, I I'm tempted strengths. to give like boss man it up. <laughs> just <laughs> no, I don't. Because we don't
1: want to. We don't need to put additional pressure on him.
2: Uh, he just, handles pressure like it's nothing. That's
1: true, in all caps fashion. Uh, does bees get a down here or is it, is it just, is it just mild enough to push?
2: I think it's mid enough to push.
1: Informal half down. I mean, again, the defense was not good at all. Not putting that all on him by any means, but his individual defense was not very good.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, his individual... It wasn't bad relative to the team, which is sort of what we gauge Malik Beasley with, is how that's his defense fair. is relative to the team, and it wasn't worse than anyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I do think some of the offense, like he he tried to push late just to have a spark. He didn't get the ball enough in the first half. I don't really blame him for that. I think a push is fair.
2: Yeah. I think that's it, right? I was going to
3: say, I don't know if there's anybody else up or down worthy.
1: So Marjan get, lost it on the um, on the free throws? He,
2: yeah, he had an informal up last pod. Uh, I know, so not, he was
1: close. People were saying it was stock manipulation. We didn't give him an up last pod, which I don't
2: think is true. But I don't I, think it's true either. I wouldn't give him an up for this. I think he can
1: just carry the informal half.
2: Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say he carries the informal half. That's a big and deal, no, and no one else played enough. So we've we got we've got us. Giannis Atetikoupo up, Dame down, Campaign down two, and Bobby down. Yeah, just just uh, is Terry
1: Stotts
3: getting up? It's not the Stotts market. <laughs> Terry, you could have had this.
1: Um, here's a bonus <laughs> conversation to end on.
3: What'd you guys Ruff, think Ruffman? of
1: no? What'd you guys think of the Ringer naming Giannis the fourth best player in the NBA right now? Did
3: they really? I didn't yeah. see that. Who is this? A, an aggregate Yeah, like
1: of writers. Yeah, it's they. They polled. So Simmons said he had him second. He got out there quickly and said, "Blame these other. Not my fault. Blame these other people who don't know ball." Um, Jokic, I believe, and do this from memory: Jokic, Steph, Embiid, Giannis. 2018. I don't. I don't That's get the Embiid over Giannis thing ever. I didn't get it for MVP. Uh, Giannis' team understand. is better. Giannis plays better.
2: Yeah, there's just Giannis I, is I better on
1: offense. Better. Giannis is better on defense. Giannis' team is better.
3: It's the rainy MVP thing. That he shouldn't have won. I
2: d- yeah. I don't really get that. It's not really valid. Steph. I also don't. No, get. they suck. No. They suck. I mean, the t- his team sucks.
1: I mean, it's not. We're not blaming him for that. But also, like he's he's played well for Steph. He's still a great player. But I, I don't. I just again, Giannis came into this game, and it's it's certainly true now. Scoring thirty points per game on sixty plus percent field goal shooting, which I don't think has ever been done before.
2: Never. And, Never
1: been and done. And he shoots threes badly, and he's still doing that. And it's like, what what is he being docked for? I, I don't know. The Bucks defense isn't good,
3: so that's his fault. I don't. I don't. I mean, think they, the added, they had the highest like, winning percentage of those teams. Yeah.
2: Those I mean, th- clearly, if if they're if they're going by addition, Dame must be a top five player too. Then, if he's the one holding him back from these rankings.
1: Yeah, I think they had him like sixteen or something, fifteen. Crazy. I don't. know. I have a whole new player to get mad about now.
2: Who? Steph? No, Dame. Your... Like oh, where they who? rank him on
1: oh <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> now i have to go now i have to like make up new like what do you mean you have dame below i can't even think of a player tyrese halliburton well after this game like, oh, well maybe okay.
2: you see a tyrese halliburton
1: say you know what time it is yeah i was like oh that's good that's a that's that's that's
2: funny yeah but it's fine because the in-season tournament doesn't matter it's not real uh this game isn't even on the ring books. check just halliburton game. Oh, wait, Dame doesn't have a ring. Shoot, I can't say
1: that. <laughs> that's what happens when you touch the cup. Dude, that's the problem, though. Tyrese did the uh, – he was very He was very tactical off the court, even more so. He did the Eminem B-Rabbit thing of saying, I'm a loser. I've never won anything after the loss of the Heat. You can't say anything to him about this now after we lose to him in the end season. Oh, you never won? He'd go, yeah, I know. I said that. But now I won this, which it, it's sad. But what I mean, you're a young player. It is what it is. Took Giannis a lot longer to win anything of, of consequence.
3: He still got to win the champ, championship. Yeah. You see
1: that. Well, I mean, he's he won the semis. It's two, though. It's, a, it's two words.
3: Two words. <laughs> Most champ- people don't know that championship. Yeah. Oh man. Do the Pacers, a, do the Pacers take the first in season tournament?
2: <sighs>
1: I mean, I think they they're set up to. I do. I worry they run out of gas though.
2: I don't think this I, – I think they do. But they
1: it's kind of ran out of gas in this game to a certain extent. Did they? I mean, they didn't have their legs on those threes.
2: Yeah, that's
3: fair. That is true.
1: I mean, they survived their horrible variant shooting game. I don't think the Bucs were – I mean, they got the super wide open one to Buddy Heald and he had his second horrible game against the Bucks. I didn't think the Bucks coughed up a ton of great looks from three to their credit on defensively. Um, Indiana really gashed them in the paint more than anything. But still, that's a really low-variant shooting game for a pretty good shooting team.
2: I think the yeah. Take it. I think the, yeah, I think the Pacers do take it. I do they mean, have a better
1: shot against the Lakers or Pels? I actually
2: don't know. I think they might have a better shot against the Lakers.
1: I think they could just outrun the Lakers.
2: Yeah, because the, the Pelicans are quick.
3: I don't know what to do.
1: What, Pelicans? I don't think anyone does because you see him for ten games at a time and then someone else is out for two months.
3: Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy's hurt for two to four weeks. Hasn't yeah. happened yet though. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. It happened plenty. Trey, of time. Mur- Trey
1: Murphy just got he's back, back right? He just got back. Yeah, but then someone else just got, got hurt because back. he's back. Jose Alvarado, I think, didn't miss much time, but he had to leave a game.
3: One of them touched King Cake baby and broke their <laughs> finger for two to four weeks. Something no, like... but now I'm saying they're good. Yeah, they're
1: they're yeah.
3: Yeah, I heard Zion Williamson is the uh, fifth best player on the Ringers, uh, whatever <laughs> freaking thing.
1: <laughs> Chris Herring ranked the remaining players in the in season tournament before this game too, which I, that was a fun article to read through.
2: Where was Giannis in there? One,
3: nice. Yeah, I yeah.
1: think LeBron too, which is a little surprising. It was like Giannis, LeBron, AD Dame, I think it was. So I was like, yeah, okay,
3: fair, fair, fair enough. Now I uh, do it's, that. Alberta one
2: I don't make the rules. I think it's. Uh, I think it's fun that the Pelicans are. I think they have the lowest payroll in the NBA. So is that oh, no, the Pacers do. That's what I said. Did I not? Oh, you said Pelicans. Oh, Pel- Pe- Pacers. Excuse me, yeah. Pacers. Excuse me. They have the lowest don't payroll. Money in Don't moneyball this. What I'm saying, they're probably extra motivated. Oh, for that. Oh, that oh, okay. is true. I
1: was taking it as like. It's good. Yeah. It's cool that the org was able to do this. No, yeah. No, no, uh, no, no, those no, guys no, no, no. These guys are in some, some extra Herb some Simon's
3: a dedicated owner. I've always had some wonderful <laughs> interactions with him. He's made a grand couple balls no, around no, no. the country. No,
1: no, If you're a true bootlicker, you have to say governor, their preferred governor, term. oh, sorry.
3: Mr. Governor. Herb Mr. Simon. Governor. <laughs> How are you doing Herb?
1: One more random thing before we go. This is super, this is really off topic, but... Did you guys see this sale of the Mavs thing?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: So what I find really weird about this, and credit, I was listening to the Hoop Collective, my guys, my new go-to national pod. And Bontemps brought this up, which I was thinking this the whole time. So they're like, Cuban sold the majority of the team to the Addison Addison family. But it's like he gets to run B-ball ops. And Bontemps is like, and this was my thought too, until they decide that he shouldn't. I mean, that's... That's not how owning something works. Like, like McMahon's like, yeah, he's going to run basketball ops in perpetuity. And it's like, that's not how that works nope. if he sold the team. He so basically kind of a just, weird
2: thing. He just got hired as Pobo, basically.
1: Yeah, which I was like, oh, yeah. they're saying the quiet part out loud because they've always had a GM and it's always been like rumored that he kind of runs the team. And I was like, oh, OK, I guess we're just like,
3: yeah, I do. But it from when you own the team and you set out the budget.
1: Yeah. yeah
3: like, you know what I mean? Like that that's the thing is that now it's like you don't have that backing you don't i mean you can you get fired f- i mean that's like get fired that's exactly a new, that's, that's a new element to, like, to the job for him yeah and it's like he does like the magic johnson gif of like i'm not gonna be here or yeah. whatever like <laughs> whatever he will do Oh, we
2: might happens. get something even like better than that with cuban
3: yeah unless if you like it, it could be possible where like because of all the other things around the sale of, of what it means for legalized gambling in Texas and just kind of doing the strong arm yeah. kind of thing of doing everything. Maybe the people that are taking the over or taking this over between the Adelsons and some – like the DuPont family or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they just want Mark Cuban to be the face of the Mavs,
2: which he has been for a long time.
3: I don't know. I think they do for now. But I just – again, yeah. like when you
1: don't own it, I mean –
2: it's enough, not. It's, it's not in perpetuity. You, you make <laughs> enough
1: Chandler Parsons deals, and you don't get to keep running the team. Is usually how that goes. And it's going to be.
2: Write
3: something positive <laughs> for once. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: uh-huh. so just a little yeah. weird thing over there in Dallas.
3: A lot. Of, a lot of sales too. That speaking of the Pacers, they Herb Simon sold his stake yeah. in the Pacers. I believe that was last week. Oh. Her, who... not, not as entire, but there was a minority stake. Oh, level two
1: a movie producer. LeBron said the quiet part out loud too that he wants to bring an NBA team to Las Vegas earlier this week.
2: Nice,
3: yeah. nice. Which is that's fun. Yeah. So that is okay. And remember, talking about this on our winning six episode earlier in the week. I would be very interested in this tournament beyond this year. Where it doesn't just feel like, hey, this we're test running what it would be like with a Vegas team. Because that is ultimately, like, if you're cynical and just, like, it's in Vegas. If they're doing all these things. of The championship, or the Final Four and the championship, playing in Vegas, a, a team that does not have an NBA franchise. Or a city that does not have an NBA franchise yet. That's where, like, I understand why they're doing this. Are they going to do this in Seattle? or vancouver like your yeah. next iterations before expansion actually comes in or you get to the point where you get through expansion do all these things and then it hops around yeah city, to city. that would be really interesting to me i don't know if that's what they're eventually going to do but it is a good but, question
1: i mean it's kind of unfair if they put it in vegas every year when there is a team there and that team gets home court right? if they were to make it
3: yeah like eventually if you do bring in those teams like the the fact of it being a neutral site just kind of goes out the window. Yeah. And then where else are you going to be playing? Like, Could you, you know, package it with All-Star? Maybe.
1: Imagine that's All-Star Saturday, and then Sunday is the game, and if you make the tournament, you don't play or something. Like no, they're, the they're not going to do that because then yeah, why? you don't get an
2: All-Star break if you're – some teams – like you, like full teams won't get an All-Star break. If they, unless just, if get, you're make, just put the break after. If you
3: replacing the All Star Game with that, I mean that would be infinitely cooler than what the All Star Game product is right now. Or I guess you could just you could do it like a week earlier.
2: Yeah, but I think I think the one of the main draws of this is that it sort of spaces out the season. Yeah. In, in that, yeah. Now, early like November and December games matter more. You could still do the seeding like, games earlier. I guess I just I I, I think I would there be is, against sort of lumping it together. Yeah. I think
3: there is something. To the you keep the momentum of having it play through over the course of what five weeks, six weeks? Yeah, are we are we gonna be let down
1: with the post tournament play through? I guess Christmas will pick it up again, but yeah. I do wonder. And, and then it, it gets like, in,
2: and then it gets into the trade deadline, and then it gets no, into, that, it gets into that's, that's, that's two
1: months though. There's a long time between Christmas and that's I think
3: not much, not too much. Trade deadline is in February, February, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's o- well over a month, and it's not that's like not the trade deadline. Time. The trade deadline isn't like oh, the basketball. I know, but in better. terms of
2: like an NBA excitement, like you don't want to like yeah. group two things together. You don't want to say oh, it's tournament play plus the trade deadline. Well, that's it's what they're doing. Of, with, that's kind of what
3: they're doing with Christmas right now, anyway. It's kind of a, it's segmented in fourths, where it's like you have the in-season tournament portion, Christmas. I mean, we'll get there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> the Christmas portion. Then it's post trade deadline and then post ulcer break, whatever. I,
1: I think they could even, I think they'd be interested because I do think the field, it was a little rushed this week. And I do, yeah. it's a pretty small field that makes it. So what if this whole time was more seeding or maybe even start the early knockout and then Christmas break and then you come back to the f- single elimination tournament in January? Or is that is that too long of a process then?
2: I think it's too long. I think it's actually fine where it is.
1: I think it's good. I mean, I think it. I think this felt a little rushed to me. Maybe it's just because the Bucks lost.
2: I think it is. Maybe I it's because
1: between it previews and time. post games, I've done six pods in five days or something, and that might be it's just delirious too.
3: <laughs> You're like, I love the in-season tournament, and <laughs> now we have to move on from our dreams. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of suck that they lost. It
2: does. It does feel bad. It
3: felt it like was, a playoff game. Yeah, it did. I liked it. That that's
1: the whole point. Yeah, I mean, it's. to be clear, I think the tournament is great. The NBA Cup is great. And I'm I'm just iterating potential more to maybe even there would be more of it next year. I am not yeah. against, as people who follow me or have listened before know, I'm not against it at any means. I don't think this has been awesome. And the fact that we did care this much about a Pacers game in early December speaks to that in a big way.
2: Yeah, at the end of the day, this was just a regular season game.
1: We one out of eighty-two. Wasn't. We know it was. It was, but it wasn't. That's the magic of the the
2: IST. Yep, the soon-to-be NBA Cup. <laughs> yeah, because I I kept on thinking they're writing like first, but it's like it's not a one. Like
1: <laughs> oh, for the IST. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> well, is know. it the the trophy's called the NBA Cup, right? Correct. So that's why they don't call it the whole thing that. Which I guess it would be a little confusing if they had the same name.
2: I mean, not really. In WNBA, so. it's commissioner's cup. Like, because you win the you true. win the FA Cup. Yeah, you it's, you okay. Yeah, it's the well, FA Cup. Okay. Like, just I, call
3: it what right. it okay. it is.
1: Just I I'll, I'll, I accept the loss.
3: It's gonna See, be the Pfizer NBA Cup next year, or whatever. <laughs> Cops custard NBA Cup. <laughs> Leons. Then Leon. Tyrese will be even better in the tournament.
2: There you go. Uh, let's not name him that. He might go through and see more next year. <laughs> so where does this – let's say the Pelicans win this and then like – I feel like I have to watch the game to help with ratings
1: as a true Hoops fan.
2: Because
1: uh, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to feels... hear about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on. I, I would want to watch – I mean I would plan on maybe doing something else with my life now that this run is over. I feel yeah, like, like I, I, mean, I don't, I need a I don't think I'm
2: watching this game,
1: but it's not because of the game. It's just because the
2: bucks are. No, no in it's because it. the bucks are. Yeah, and it's in also because it. I was already busy on Saturday. Yeah. So,
1: but I think we P- shall Pacers' see. pals would be a hilarious, just like sicko hoops matchup. I'm kind of here for it.
2: Yeah, we shall see. We we obviously don't know who's going to be facing Indiana in the NBA, uh, in season tournament championship game final. But final. Uh, God, cup just... Open. Open. <laughs> it's a it's 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 a basketball game how about that yeah it's a one-of one basketball game it's um i was over what <laughs> Continue, <Roman. laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know what just happened Jordan uh, was
1: thinking about rough rough and then he lost his train of thought <laughs> we should we should do like can we play back rough, rough then? probably I'm, I'm, is it on youtube i
2: don't know what we'll to, f- Do we'll to figure it out
1: i can't believe you don't know where to find rough Ruff ruffman by now
2: uh, did you see some someone
1: the- in the discord is now rough Ruff ruffman with a rough Ruff ruffman profile picture it's amazing yeah it yeah. yeah that was shout a good to- that was a good bit that was a, good bit. a rough i i i'm glad we have it right now to fall back
3: on that's for sure
2: oh man <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, we're we're bringing up Ralph Ruffman again. So I'll say thank you for listening to this GSPN uh, Eurostep win in Six crossover episode. Unfortunately, the Bucks are out of the in-season tournament. They will play their next game on Monday against the Chicago Bulls, who will again, again yeah.
3: Oh my God, <laughs> I'm sick of watching that crappy team. <laughs> what
1: more revenge game potential? Is this
3: the third time that they played them?
1: Yes. That means there's only one more left, Jordan.
3: Oh, dear Lord! <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Bucks will be on a six-game. So they home they play? St- they
3: play the Bulls Monday. Where yeah. do they play the Pacers? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is. This, is been, this
1: was too
2: much for Jordan.
3: <laughs> I don't. I like. Who do they play after that?
2: They play the Pistons on Saturday. Central so. Division, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, And then they they have a back-to-back Pistons Saturday, Rockets Uh, on Sunday. But it's not a matinee game. It's not a matinee game on Sunday. It's a 6 p.m. start, which is good. Then on Tuesday, they welcome in Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. And then Thursday, the 21st, they have uh, the Orlando Magic at home. So a six-game homestand here for the Bucks. Okay, let's uh, see new teams. Before they play the Knicks. Two times
3: in a row. Uh, yes, because two they times have, in a row, yeah, and two day games in a row. Yeah. Well, so obviously, Christmas. Oh my the, god! So like two, two set, days before
1: Christmas, they play them at like eleven thirty central. Adam, eleven thirty. Stop
3: showing up on Pat McAfee and fix the damn <laughs> schedule. <laughs>
1: the schedule's horrible this year. I will say. Oh uh,
3: yeah. So uh, they. I they had to play- watch <laughs> Billy Donovan stroll down the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> that awful teeth. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but they they do play the Knicks back-to-back games Saturday the 20th, back-to-back road games as well, 11.30 a.m., so 12.30 uh, p.m. local time uh, in New York at MSG, and then they'll spend Sunday in New York, I guess, and then play Christmas Day 11 a.m. against the Knicks. So uh, I'm not going to read the entire... Month schedule. Yeah, I think be, that's. I good, mean, I'm already here. That's a good There's only two left. Um, sure. <laughs> On Wednesday, the 27th, they're in Brooklyn. Uh, so they're still in so New York. It's still in New York. And then Friday, the 29th, they play the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Well, so there east you coast go. Trip. Yeah. Is that is Ohio the East Coast? It's Eastern time. Yeah. And he's East. It's, it's coming is back from Eastern the East time. Coast. They're swinging back. The and then oh of, my uh, god like i just Geary. scrolled to january oh, sure let's just go through them all why not <laughs> what is this schedule this schedule is ridiculous so is i'm it? only gonna read so on monday january 1st they played the pacers yep. uh and then on wednesday january 3rd the they played the pacers yeah and then uh saturday the 20th they play the pistons monday the 22nd they played the pistons uh Oh, I forgot. Wednesday the 17th, they play the Cavs. Then Wednesday the 24th, they play the Cavs. They're doing then Friday the baseball. 26th, they play the Cavs.
1: They're doing baseball stuff. I don't know why. I don't like it. It does, What it's is same, happening? It's not as fun in basketball. I don't get it.
3: It's this not, is ridiculous. I think
1: it's to cut down on travel. It's super weird.
3: It's definitely to cut down on travel. It's also... It's, Oh not cutting down me gouging on my eyeballs because I'm <laughs> watching the Bulls three times in the first eight weeks of the season. At least the Bucks made the IST because they could have ended up with like extra games
1: against these teams. Some people complained about getting a harder schedule. I was like, I'd rather at least see them play good
2: teams. Yeah. If they lost against the Knicks, they would have gotten the Celtics. So it's like it's not even necessarily yeah, an easier schedule.
1: No, but I'm saying if, you, if you don't make the, out about it, if you don't yeah. make the knockout round, I mean. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because then they just yeah. throw you against whoever.
2: Mm. Yeah. What a ridiculous schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we will have you covered. I started doing my outro, and then we just got completely just, sidetracked. Just ran through the
1: whole next three months of the Bucks schedule. and def- you'll, you'll remember all these games, and I'm going to be like, who do they play tomorrow? You're like, Ty, I went over the next two months on that pod three weeks ago. You don't remember who they have tonight? And I'm going to say no. Yeah, come on. That's all three on of you. their game against the me.
3: Atlanta Hawks play next week <laughs> all in the same day. It's really, <laughs> it's cut, really cut
1: down on travel.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they start one at 11, one at four, and then one at like 11 o'clock one because you got to clean game, out the arena.
3: Yep. Yeah. One of those games they're using a baseball bat, so you have to <laughs> hit it in the hoop. The baseball bat. So it's like, what the hell?
2: Then that's the real NBA Cup. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh thank you for listening to this episode make sure you are subscribed to wherever you're listening to this or watching this This the podcast platform of choice for listening watching on youtube make sure you are subscribed. make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice uh subscribe on youtube like i mentioned leave a like engage in the comment section check out gspn.info for all of our podcasts talk of the tundra the packers jordan the packers the packers they play Monday night, I figured. I realized. Uh, I had forgotten about that, but they play, they play Tommy DeVito Speaking on Monday of night. Speaking schedule
1: makers, yeah, Packers-Giants, Monday night football. Don't really know what's going on there.
3: <laughs> it's, uh, I believe mean, they, they didn't flex it out for a worse team. I think it was going to get flexed out, and they looked at the options, and they said, uh,
2: we're going
3: to stick with Packers-Giants.
2: Yeah, because at least there's a playoff team in there.
1: And, that is yeah, true. And it's, it's big fan bases, too, so – yeah,
2: yeah, that that matchup would have gone hard like ten years ago. Yeah, okay.
1: once Tommy DeVito gets his act together, gets on uh, gets on the level, it could go hard again. You never once know.
3: He moves out of his parents' house. After
1: <laughs> That's his, you
2: know. ridiculous. Like, why are you flexing that you don't make your bed? Ridiculous!
3: <laughs>
1: ridiculous!
2: It's like I I don't understand. What's it's like worse? yeah, why What's would you worse? go that or
1: uh, Levis's coffee routine?
2: What is he putting – He puts mayo in his coffee, right? Yeah. They both need to be fired into the sun, <laughs> like just like it doesn't. It's it's unnatural. It's I like agree. it's 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 unnatural. Like can it can Will Levis go down the street? Can he find five other people in a day that do that? No, for sure, no, no,
3: no, no, shot. I, no shot. I do
1: know of people who put an egg in, so I guess it's not that far from that. Yeah. What is wrong with you
3: people? Uh, are you going to name names? <laughs> we no. got a Rohan what, by the not way? Not going to name names.
2: I just don't understand. And can Tommy DeVito go down like five other NFL quarterbacks who will willingly go on the record and say, yeah, I'm. I'm my mom makes my bed for me? It's actually a race car bed, too. It's just, <laughs> cr- just like, what are you doing? Like, just I know you're rich. I know you will have more money than He's not that people- rich, though he will still have more money than more pe- most people will have yeah. in their entire life. Like it's it's he's he's definitely like uh, richer than like at least eighty to eighty-five percent of the United States. And oh, yeah. it's it's like yeah. By the way, I'm gonna go on ESPN and say yeah. My mom makes my bed for but, me. I'm a 25 25 year old hey, man. You should
1: make the bed. But. The cost of living in New York and being that close to the stadium, they apparently they live very close to Meadow Meadowlife. So
2: I'm not criticizing anything else about it. I, that. I like he should you make know, he you should you got to do what you got to do. Like I understand that, make your damn bed. Like it's crazy. I tweeted that when it happened at the time, and someone was in my replies saying, "Yeah, my 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 wife tried to get me to do it and just gave up. You're you're a problem too. Like just make your bed. It's crazy."
1: Rohan can't tweet anything without someone saying, "Actually, I disagree."
2: Yeah. yeah, I wish there were more meat options in the city. Ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Can't get enough meat in Wisconsin.
1: What a horrible take. I've always said that. We need more meat and spin up more cheese too. <laughs> oh my
2: god! Just, just like if there's, it's, it's there's god, there's always someone. There's there is. always It's you
1: before sometimes too.
2: Yeah, but there's, there's always someone. It's like, do you, you don't have to say it. like you can, like Tommy DeVito. More power to you if you don't want to make your bed and you're proud. Don't tell people. Like you don't have to tell everyone. You don't like. You yes. could have completed that interview without mentioning that at all. You didn't have to. No one's forcing you think to about, say. I doubt whoever. I doubt whoever the interviewer was was like, "Hey Tommy, hey Tommy, <laughs> do you make your bed in the morning? Does your mom make it for you?" No shot. He brought it up by himself.
1: Insanity. I love
2: that the Bucks
1: frustration didn't boil over <laughs> until we got to Tommy Devito's mom making his bed. <laughs> But you're right. I mean, it's the same principle as like irresponsible media, like Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers, putting forth the message that it's okay to make your mom make your bed is dangerous to us as a society. So I agree with you, Rohan. We should be outraged.
2: It's just like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> are we? Is that like you're? You're a role model. You're a quarterback in the NFL. Okay, no, 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 no. He, he is, is a role model. Say, He is a role model to no, all Italian
3: people. He no. is. Yes. If someone's role model is Tommy DeVito...
1: Like, think about little kids who are Giants fans. And Italian. Yeah. Because I think that's his target demo. I think he's nailing it.
2: Like, there's there's at least, True. like, 200 people that, like, look up to 200, Tommy DeVito. 200,000, dude. It's a yeah. city
1: of 10 million. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And just... And the whole country of Italy, too. I don't think the country of Italy is in. I think it's more... Italian people who are over here. I don't. I don't think they're like in Sicily, like cooking up fresh pasta, enjoying beautiful climate, and like let's see what the New York Football Giants are up to on Sunday at nine
2: PM or whatever. It's just like I don't. I don't understand how that is like. I don't know what the thought process is to really put that out there.
1: Now I'm thinking of like Danilo Gallinari locked into a Giants game. He probably is. The rooster. Okay, dude, do the outro. We can't. It's it's
2: too long. What what else can I rant about? I I can read his entire quote. No, we're done. Thank you for listening. Pod random. Bye. (laughs) This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes